You are listening to 106.9 Tune FM, where we are doing O-Week content for you all week long. And I am sitting here right now with a very special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, Tune FM listeners. I'm Sally Dixon. I'm a lecturer in linguistics in the Department of Literatures, Languages. Oh, no, I can't remember the acronym. We've just changed it. Um, <laughs> and cultures in, in the School of Hass here at UNE. So what are some things that first years can look forward to in your units? Right. So linguistics is... Well, in German, it's called Sprachwissenschaft, which means speech or language sciences. And I think calling it language sciences gives you a bit more of an insight into what we do, right? Because linguistics is all about the science of language. I guess the best way to explain it is we start with this big question, which is what is language? And we break it down into all sorts of smaller, big questions. So we explore the full gamut in our Ling 101 and Ling 102 units. So we give you a real Mm -hmm. smorgasbord of the breadth of the discipline. So we start right right at the very beginning asking what parts of the bodies are used to make language. So we talk about how spoken languages use the vocal apparatus and how we make sounds with that vocal apparatus. And then for sign languages, we look at sort of the hands as the primary articulators of language. We ask Mm -hmm. things like why when we look at the languages around the world does that snort sound Why is that not a speech sound, right? But we use all of the components of the snort sound are used to make other sounds. So a very common sound around the world in the world's languages is mm. So the sound mm. at the start of mum or mouse, that's one of the most um the, the sounds that occurs in the most number of languages around the world. Mm. And that's also a sound that's produced through the nose, just like the snort sound. Mm. So we're sort of trying to think about the limits of language, right? How, how it's limited mm. in some way. So in Ling 101 and 102, we'll look at the structural aspects of language. So again, like looking for patterns, what are common grammatical patterns in the world's languages? Do all languages put things in the order like English, where you might say the dog bit the snake, right? And there's a particular mm-hmm. order to the way things are presented or do languages allow different orders or free orders Mm. so we're looking for patterns that are common and patterns that are rare right that's what we Mm. do when we're looking at language structure but we also ask so many other big questions in linguistics to get at this Mm. idea of what is language so we'll talk about how languages are acquired how languages are processed in the brain how do we construct our social lives through language so we'll talk about language and power and what different language choices mean so there's so many exciting juicy questions to cover Um, in fact I always give my uh, first years a challenge where they have to kind of present me with a marriage of linguistics and another discipline and I have to kind of construct a study that a linguist would Mm. do at the intersection of say language and biology or language and business or language and law Mm. or something because for me that's the most exciting thing about linguistics one that it's a very new science so there's so much still to discover and two that it intersects with so many other things so if you're doing a major or even a whole degree in another area you can always take a linguistics elective and it will complement what you're studying somewhere. So uh, just a quick question. Um, When you're talking about linguistics, are we talking about vocal language or written language or both? Well, we're talking about both, actually. And this might be a good point to to alert all of our listeners to a very exciting new development in linguistics at UNE, which is that Mm -hmm. 
at the launch in trimester three this year of our new unit, which mm -hmm. is called Writing Systems of the World. Now, the code for that is 381 for undergrads or 581 mm -hmm. for postgrads. So that's Ling 381 or Ling 581. And this is an Australia first interdisciplinary unit looking at writing systems of the world. So it's kind of funny, actually, because linguists are often saying, don't confuse writing with language, right? Linguists are talking mm -hmm. about language, not writing. But of course, as linguists, we also study writing. So this is really exciting because we actually have a mm. couple of world specialists in writing systems at UNE in archaeology and mm -hmm. in linguistics. So they're coming together to produce this really exciting new unit. You'll study the diverse ways that languages around the world are written, thinking about mm -hmm. writing as a technology and how that's influenced society and how society in turn has shaped the development of writing. We'll look at different types of writing systems, so kind of a typology of writing systems and their evolution from prehistoric times to the digital age that we're now in, and also looking at kinds of methods for studying that as well. So that's really open too. It's open to everyone. You don't have to be studying linguistics to take it. So you just have to either have done 12 units of undergrad study or be enrolled in postgraduate study and you can take that unit. So uh, where can this course of study lead students into the future? Students often ask me this. One of the challenges, I suppose, is a visibility issue because you rarely get a mm. job as a quote-unquote linguist, right? There's very few mm -hmm. jobs that say, hey, you're a linguist. But in fact, when you think about the kinds of skills and knowledge that linguistic graduates finish university with, they have a really good understanding of language structure and the role and the use of language in the world. So there's mm -hmm. all sorts of applied jobs where those skills are really useful. So lots of people go into, say, translating, interpreting, into editing, into writing, any kind of professional writing. A lot of people go into policy development, policy around education, for example, because there's a really strong applied component of linguistics, which is language use in uh, languages teaching. We even have this, well, relatively new in the history of humankind, I suppose, but if anyone's tried to translate something on their phone, you'll know that uh, you open this app called Google Translate. Well, there's a lot of mm -hmm. linguists working for Google. So this is a field called computational linguistics. So if you've ever wondered, can we really teach machines to talk, then linguistics is really the area of study for you. All of those people studying computer science might want to think about throwing in some linguistics units as well. So there's actually a real really broad range of fields where you can go into. So uh, what are some developments happening in your area of study this year? I'll say over the last two years, uh, just mm. like the rest of the world, linguists have been preoccupied by COVID-19. Mm. I could just call it the, the pandemic and you would know what I was talking about. So I thought I might take you through some innovations that have been happening in English, but show you how a linguist would analyse these. So you're probably all aware that if we take English, there's been a proliferation of new terms around the pandemic, right? So we could actually start with the word COVID-19 itself, right? It is an acronym. So it's a new word formed by taking letters of coronavirus disease 2019 and selecting mm. some of those letters and creating a new word out of them. So that's called an acronym. That's a way English speakers and in fact speakers of many languages create a new word in their language. And that same strategy has given us words like radar and NATO and laser and lol, <laughs> just for those of you born <laughs> post 2000. <laughs> 
<laughs> but another strategy for creating new words is called blending. Now, an mm. example of this is stroll out. So that's referring to the rollout of COVID-19 uh, the vaccination program in Australia with reference to its perceived lack of speed, right? Um, and this was named the Macquarie Dictionary Word of the Year for 2021. Oh. So when I hear the word stroll out, uh, I mm. enjoy it as much as everybody else. But <laughs> I also think, oh, great, I can use that in Ling 101 when we talk about word formation. Um, mm. And I see that, oh, stroll out has been formed by blending that is smooshing mm. together. Strolling and fallout. That we've lost a bit from both. Like we're, maybe we've mm. lost the ing from stroll and the roll from uh, rollout, but that's blended together to create a new word. And this is the same type of process that has given us bromance from brother and mm -hmm. bromance, hangry from hungry and angry, and some more mundane ones, some older ones that you might not even know actually were originally created through blending. So the word flare was a blend of flame and glare. And the oh. word glimmer was a blend of gleam and shimmer back in the day. Oh. Blending has been a very popular strategy in general in the creation of new words mm -hmm. in English, but particularly I think in COVID. So I've noted the following words. We've got blurs day. Maybe <laughs> you're working in a quarantine. Maybe you're annoyed at the COVIDiots, and maybe you like to finish the week with a, a quarantini. So mm. all of these have been formed by blending. The other super popular strategy is what we call compounding. So that's just joining mm. two complete words together mm. into a single expression where we don't lose anything from either word. So this mm. has given us doom scrolling, social distancing, panic buying, vaccine hesitancy, mask mandate, all of those kinds of expressions. So I think you're probably all super familiar with those. And the last one I wanted to point out is probably my favourite because it's actually particularly Australian as a way of creating new words. So one strategy that English speakers all around the world and in, indeed speakers of other languages use is clipping. So this is where we shorten mm. words. So think of ISO for isolation, right? But Australian English speakers have gone one further. They have their own particular form of clipping, which is shortening and adding, right? So think of Arvo and Mozzie. These are called hypercharistics and these are uniquely Australian. So these have, mm. this has given us words like Jono and Servo and Bicky and Telly and of course Sani for hand sanitizer. And I've noticed just recently on Twitter a, a mm. couple of new ones coming through, which I think is actually yeah. a new strategy, right? So mm -hmm. uh, one that we haven't seen before. So I've been reading about people's menti bees and menti h and lucky d so <laughs> menti b is a mental breakdown menti h is your mental health and lucky d is lockdown so here we've got compounds where the clipping is happening to the first part and the second part separately mm. right so there's two mm. things going on here so i think this is a new strategy and so i'm going to be looking out for new words in the future that use this kind of double clipping strategy so this is the type of stuff that uh, students can look forward to in which units so this is going to be in ling 101 and ling 102 mm. and i think i even gave you some of the answers for one of the quizzes <laughs> in the unit Ooh. so mm, might want to belatedly <laughs> hit record on this or download it <laughs> 
and see if you can bookmark it. <laughs> so do you have any final thoughts to send out to our new cohort? Come and join us. The great mm. thing about linguistics is that everyone has the raw materials that we need for study right with you, right? Because everyone uses language. And as I said before, linguistics is a very young science. So it's the kind of class where a linguist might say, well, we've never seen this kind of pattern before. And then you might be able to raise your Zoom hand or face-to-face oh, -face teachings <laughs> coming back, your real hand, um, and say, well, actually, I've just heard people saying Menti B and Locking D, and it takes mm. us really down a new exploration into the, the grooves of language. Because you guys keep mm. innovating it, so we have to keep studying it. Well, thank you for sitting down with us, Sally. That was an interview with Dr. Sally Dixon here on 106.9 Tune FM, giving you plenty of O-Week content. But let's get back to the music.